and it grows to a powerful, emotional climax where the father has to choose whether one of his children will live and which one will die. Pass. Uh, What else you got? Uh, well, well, there is this one thing. It's about a scruffy-looking nerf herder that fights against the Empire for some reason. I'm listening. Okay, okay, okay. What we see, the smuggler, he's got a heartbreaking decision to make about whether his girlfriend lives or dies. Eh. His best friend's a walking carpet. Sold! Howard, you've done it again! And that is by far the best fucking opening gag we have ever done. Oh, good God, yes. Oh, Time to say it now and say it proud, Michael. Howard, you've done it again! Yeah! <laughs> oh, blue balling myself for six months over that fucking thing. Well, uh, we've reached a natural conclusion. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Popcorn's cancelled. Um, Much we, like John Oliver getting his uh, chlamydia koala clinic, we've reached a <laughs> natural goal on this. Yeah, We've got to the point where Howard has done, <laughs> done it again. Ugh. This that was that was a way bigger excitement and revelation than anything in the movie though. Yeah, it was. <laughs> okay. Um so apparently now Star Wars is this thing that people hate. Who knew? We've reached that point. Yeah. Um and a yeah. lot of people really hate Solo. Well, they really hated Solo before it came out. Yeah, they had the knives out. Yeah. And even I was expecting bad things based on all of the rumours. And sacking off the directors halfway through. Yeah, Lord and Miller of all people as well. And having reshoots so expensive, it made this the most expensive Star Wars movie ever made. Can believe it. So that's that's a hell of a thing. Yep. Um, and even rumours that Disney themselves were like, "Oh fuck, what have we done?" <laughs> yeah. And so yet, much so that they've chucked it out in the middle of summer, hoping yeah. to get some money. Yeah, they loved it. Well, I mean, they didn't. Considering Disney owned both Avengers and Star Wars, you'd think they'd give them a bit more breathing room. You'd hope. Or at least send Saldo out first. Yeah. Around Star Wars Day mm. and not the other way around. But having said that, I liked it. I also liked it. And it's weird because I feel like we're the only two. Yeah. Like, out of the five people that came to watch Solo with me. Two of us liked it, and it was it was me and Caroline, and that right. was it. Okay, we're the only two who liked that movie. See, I, I think I came away with I only went with with my girlfriend, but even she was like, eh. and and don't get me wrong, there, there's there's things wrong with it. Yeah, there's stuff you can pick apart from. Yep, and I'd even go as far right at the back to say I don't think it's as good as Rogue One. No, it isn't because I've just... even gone on record recently saying I think Rogue One's the best of what they've done so far. In this new era of Disney uh, Star Wars movies, it, there's an argument to be made there, definitely. Yeah, um, but yeah, we're, we're pretty much. Say, so you're wearing a Rogue One T-shirt. Yeah, Michael. I fucking love Rogue One. It's a great movie, but that was a movie that was also plagued with a lot of yeah uh, weird choices and directorial change-ups and stuff like that. So I don't know. It kind of feels like this is the way that Star Wars is going. There, there's going to be tumultuous periods. Who thought that with Disney money, 
you yeah. could fuck up this bad. But no, I don't think Star Wars, Star Wars, I don't think Solo is that bad a film. No. I would say, on the whole, largely entertaining. Yeah. If entirely forgettable. Yeah, it's not consequential in any which way, shape or form. You don't need to watch this one. That's the problem. Yeah, no. no nothing happens in it that you didn't need to know as no. such. Like, it's not like The Last Jedi where, good or bad, it's an event. Yeah. This is not an event. I mean, you could also lump that at Rogue One, but because that was so different from what everyone else was doing, it's unlike any other Star Wars movie, TV show, or anything else for that matter, that that was the niche it carved out as the war movie. I don't know what Solo's bringing to the table that isn't already there in abundance. Well, well Rogue One was already operating on the good grace of it was the first spin-off ever. Yeah. Now that we're too deep now. And it seems that, like, Solo didn't have the marketing push it needed. Its trailer came out, like, three months before the movie. Yeah. That didn't help. No. Um, it doesn't have a, a unique enough angle that, that Rogue One had. It's just, what if Han Solo but younger? Yeah. And that's not a particularly strong angle, especially for one of the characters that I feel like most audiences pretty much think they know inside out yeah. already like we've seen enough of han solo and you know whose fault this is who george lucas yes because he made all star wars movies the most important thing in a year and that's a very high standard to hold every one of them to yep and i think this is the first major casualty of everyone getting like it's star wars and then it coming out and it not being star wars and going well it's the worst thing ever yeah and it, it's not that's still phantom menace for the record so <laughs> that. No, it's still Attack of the Clones. Uh, we'll have that argument one day. Fair enough. Um, but no, I think the the big worry for everyone, the whole way through um, production, plaguing it even more than Lord and Miller's dealings with it and being all ad-libbed and stuff, was Alden Ehrenreich. Am I saying that right? Alden Ehrenreich. Him. As Solo and everyone saying... I went as far as some people saying he can't act. Yeah, that was a, a bit of a, a bit of a shot in the arm for the movie, wasn't it? Yeah, not not what you want to hear. That a person being trusted with the most iconic Star Wars role that there is to be trusted with, I think, really. Other than Luke. I mean, other than Luke. And technically Vader, but whatever, you know. But I mean, with Vader and Yoda, they're not, you know, they're costumes. Yeah. You can put people in there and as long as you've got the voice fine, it's all right, but... This is young Han Solo. This is very important to people. And and it seemed like they backed the wrong horse. Yeah. I didn't get that. Me neither. Really liked him. There was definitely points where I think you could tell stuff was from the old shoot and stuff was from the new shoot. Yeah. And it was a bit patchy at points. There was a bit where it kind of felt like he was just doing a Han Solo impression. Yeah. And then bits where he was being Han Solo. Yeah. There's a definite distinction. I think as the movie goes on, certainly the final act, he's the best like at that role yeah but there's a point in the snow um not spoiling too much in the movies you see this scene in the trailers a bit where it's like he's squinting and like saying things in like a really droll voice like yeah. that's yes it's like that's very much that sh- that's clearly like day one on the shoot where it's like he's just watched empire for the fifth time in his trailer yeah trying to get the voice down when that doesn't matter i just want you to be han solo you don't have to like embody everything like you just see but like I'm, I'm in his corner here because that's a lot of pressure to put on a person fuck yeah totally you know what I mean there's I mean even Jared Leto didn't have this amount of pressure on him when he had to do the Joker after Heath Ledger did um, because there's only ever been Harrison Ford as Han Solo so mm. that's a hell of a thing um, but no I think the real thing that saved him and I think saves the entire movie 
is that he's likable. He's a lovable rogue, which is what Han Solo should be. That's true. And they they get him to the point where he needs to be for New Hope, where he hasn't gone through all of his um, what's it? He hasn't gone through all of his character development that obviously comes in those later movies. But you know the first signs of him being more than just an out for himself smuggler are there. Yeah. And at no point was he ever like. I, I don't even see him as like doing a Harrison Ford impression. I genuinely liked him from start to finish. I think it, it's things around him that lay him down more than anything else. I don't think the script's as, as fantastic as it could be, but I think with what he was given, he did a great job. That's fair enough, and he did. I, I think he really did. I, I, I do think, like I say, it is, it's a difficult task to live up to, and I, I think regardless of what he was able to turn in, there's going to be fan scrutiny. Oh, God, yeah. As there already is from people who've seen the movie and those who haven't seen the movie and those who've been following the production, and it's just... It's a great mess, but... Aaron Reich surprised me. He really did. And he, mm-hmm. he, I mean, we heard he was a terrible actor, and he's not. He's not a terrible no. actor. This is not a so bad it's good and then bad again performance. It's it's definitely serviceable. And like yep. you say, very enjoyable, very likable. Um, and I'm just going to go ahead and, and make a terrible segue. And you know who else is likable, Darren? Go on. The most likable man on the face of the planet right now. Yeah. It is Lando. Is it time to talk about Donald Glover? Can Lover we talk about Michael? Don Glover? Oh my God. Don Glover. So good. Ah, As if anyone had any doubt I know. that Donald Glover wouldn't smash it because he smashes everything. Yeah, it's the perfect choice for everything. Absolutely. Put killed Donald it. Glover in everything. Absolutely killed it. Yeah, he was, he was Lando. Could not have gone better. Yeah. I, I feel like it's just going to be an overwhelming amount of praise. Yeah. Um, when you first introduced to him, he... It's fucking Lando, is it? It's just, it's just, yeah. it's just Lando, intergalactic motherfucker. Yeah, the guy who does all the shagging, all the shagging, all the time. <laughs> Have you heard the kind of the new thing that everyone's angry about? Oh, that he's pansexual. He's pansexual. Now, I, d- I don't know whether people are angry at that or whether people are angry uh, because this was co-written between Lawrence Kasdan, yeah, and his son Jonathan Kasdan, yeah. Um, one of which is one of the greatest screenwriters of all time, wrote yeah. the best movie of all time. Yeah. And is genuinely considered, you know, just a treasure. A smart bloke. Yeah. And the other one's a bit of a fuck, really. Is he? Yeah. There's, um, I mean, I, I've been, I I did some research and I read up on Jonathan Kasdan's Twitter and he comes across as a right cock end. Right. So I can see why people will be rallying against him on pure principle. Oh, okay. That and I've seen none of his other movies. As right. It, as it turns out, I've not seen a single one of his other movies. Lovely. So, eh, I'm not asked a bit. Like, I mean, Lando clearly does all the shagging. I don't care what Lando sticks his dick in because yeah. he's got every right to. Because, I mean, by the same token, you could call Star-Lord pansexual. Because the first time, could, yeah. first time he's on the Milano, a yellow alien comes out of his chunk. So yeah. that kind of extends past normal sexual behaviours yeah. are there. Plus you're in a massive galaxy with all intermingling races. Of course yeah. people were going to fuck the aliens. Yeah, and if anyone's going to do it... William Shatner spent 20 years of TV doing yeah, just know. that. It's not uncommon. And if anyone was going to dive in dick first, it would be Lando. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes! Okay. <laughs> all I'm reminded of is that scene from Futurama. It's like, I just made it out with that radiator from the radiator planet. <laughs> Fry, that's a radiator. Oh, is there a burn clinic anywhere out here? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's Lando. Um, yeah, I don't... Uh, I think Lauren... I think Jonathan Carlton's a bit of a dick, but I don't care about no, that. No, it's, it, it's the same way that Dumbledore's gay. It's just... Okay. He is, but it's the 19th or 20th most important or interesting thing about him. Yeah, right? That's what's good about it. And 
The fact he has a cape room. That's the best thing. Oh, everything. The fact he's chronicling his life, his <laughs> memoirs, is yeah. the most Lando thing to do. <laughs> oh, again, but you can still see the shoots of what he becomes later on in life. Yeah. The goodness in him that's inherent, but not as refined right now. I love that he hates Han. Like, yeah, it's great. He just fucking hates Han. There's the bit at the end gets me, and it's not even a scene that Dong Lover is in. And it's, it's just the most Lando thing to do. Just I mean, oh, yeah, fuck yeah. this. Up. I get it, I I'm get out. it. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> it's lovely. Um, also, think Woody Harrelson does a great job in this as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm a long-time defender of Woody Harrelson. Well, I think he's amazing. Everything. I've never disliked him in any movie I've ever seen him in. Oh, related Woody Harrelson news. Oh. Zombieland 2. Is... I read that news and it read like someone going, yeah, we're totally going to do it. Yeah, totes. We haven't signed anybody, but we're going to do it. Yeah. Don't worry. I think they're going to try and reach out to all the original cast, which would be a big fucking deal, right? I now. mean, we do live in a world where there's going to be a Bill and Ted free, so... Anything's possible. All things are possible now, Michael. <laughs> yeah. um, but no, he does a great job as... Name. Um, oh, God. <laughs> this I went the... through the effort of learning everyone in Rogue One's name. You've got to learn everyone in Solo's Beckett? name. Beckett. Beckett. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember his first name is, but we'll go with Beckett. Yeah. Um, yeah, good. I'm going to have to mention something I was about to mention in spoilers. Yeah. Because you see something coming from the horizon, uh, like, at least ten minutes into him first period. Yeah. Like, I know what you're going to do. Yeah. But the ride there was fun. I could see why someone like young Han Solo would look up to him and model himself after him. It makes a lot of sense. And and he's a great character, and I think there's a lot to be said for his um, journey through the movie, yeah. of how his crew changes, and how his priorities and his methodology changes. He's, he's a great character. Sorry, Tobias Beckett. Tobias Beckett, there we Which go. Which is weird, because he must be like... What, he's the second most normally named person in, in yeah. all of Star Wars. Because like, Luke Skywalker, that's pretty... That's about as close Pretty standard, but then everybody else... Just way off. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. Well, quick note on his crew. Didn't like him. Okay, His original enough. crew, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Because you've got the kind of weird forearm monkey thing. Oh, the being... one played by uh, John Favreau? Yes. I liked him. Which, are, no, But to me, it just smacked of, well, everyone liked Rocket Raccoon. Yeah. Let's do that again. But this time, he's a monkey. Uh, he was a forearm monkey. I liked him. Rio but he, Durant. That but he was name. very, like... I'm clearly from Brooklyn, and I'm glib and sarcastic. Yeah, and, I guess and so. I'm in it for myself, kind of, but not really. I liked him. I, it, he was it, he was chipper. I, I did like him, but it was like I'd like I like him because he's Rocket, and it, they're just smacking me over the head with that. So I didn't yeah. really like. Him. And the the thing with his with his girlfriend, oh, Fandy Newton as as Val. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna have to say that for spoilers, but I really didn't understand her character and motivations at all. Mm. Yeah. At all, Michael. It was weird. And there's a... I don't think I have anything else to say about Thandie Newton, but I'm going to use her for as a fantastic segue, because I think there's a problem with a lot of the female characters in this movie. Yeah. In that I think I've finally come to the realisation that Amelia Clark is going on my shit list. <laughs> Up there with, like, Ty Sheridan, oh, no. who's come off that list now because of Ready Player One, oh, but no. she's up there with um, Miles Teller, of people I just... I see them in films and I get oh, visibly God. fucking irate. Well, this is a good prelude to a Game of Thrones series. <laughs> well, well, no. As I think I recognise her as Daenerys. That's fine. Yeah, as it's Daenerys just... is a kind of ethereal, above it all. Yeah, slightly like 
you know, like almost a Doctor Manhattan of a situation. Yeah, she works. Yeah, but transplanting that wooden act into other places, like much the- like Kit Harrington as well, hasn't fucking worked. She is female Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> in every interview I've ever seen, I'm like, Amelia Clark is a fucking cool person. Yep. I would love to meet her and hang out with her. But she's not good at her job. No, she's terrible at the fucking job. Okay, terrible's a stretch. I, I, I don't really... think she... Okay, go on. Sorry, so she plays a character called Kira, who yeah. is... Um, or Yeah, it's Kira. Kira, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's about with a fucking Q. Um, so Han's old girlfriend, and there's a whole thing going on with that. Yeah. That we have to talk about in spoilers. Because it spoils about like three major plot points in the movie. Yes, it does. Um, but what you need to know is that she is just really, really poorly written. Just, yeah. just, a, just. I felt nothing for that character. I have literally. Amelia Clark was okay, but still prone to woodenness. So that's the opening <laughs> statement. But she felt more like a plot point. Yeah. For a sequel that was just like tagging along for the ride. A sequel that then. Then oh, I don't think they get it. No. <laughs> Oops, um, I, I think yeah, she she felt more of like like a, a function as opposed to a, a fully fleshed out character because, in some ways, they're 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 hiding information about her, such as how she escapes Corellia and, and goes on to a second life that we see for most of the movie. It feels like is that because they're saving it for a sequel, or because they didn't think of it, they just needed her to be in this situation, so she was in that situation. Yeah, and yeah, her 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 acting doesn't help. No. Again, she's the female Daniel Radcliffe, who in interviews <laughs> seems like the coolest man, and I would love to have a point with Daniel Radcliffe, but fuck me, you can't act. Um, but yeah, Game of Thrones is different and much better. Yeah. Watch it. Um, uh, I, I recognise, like, she's a good actress for that show, and probably yeah. probably for TV, but in every movie she's she showed perfectly up in, she's as the unhuman person she is <laughs> in Game of Thrones. Just like, she's she's bad in this, and she's bad in Terminator, and what was the other film I saw? You watched Genesis? I've got round to watching Genesis. Uh, I regret it. It was Genesis. <laughs> it was fucking terrible. Great. <laughs> and there's, like, there's another film that she was in recently, and it just... She just doesn't land. Me before you. I, was it there? I feel like you might. It was a romantic. Have you been dragged to a romantic drama? I've not, surprisingly, no. Oh, wow. She's I been in other things? She's definitely been in other things that I've huh. seen and I just didn't like it. Okay. So, yeah. Probably really lovely person, but... Oh, yeah. Please do watch her in an interview. Watch the um, Wired auto-complaint with her and the guy who plays Chewbacca. Oh, I did watch that. She's so charming. Yeah, she's so amazing. So fun. Where is that in her acting? I don't know. It just disappears. It makes no goddamn sense. Oh, God. The thing is, when she's supposed to be the emotional crux of the film, and it's just... I feel nothing when I watch it. Just, no. There is no emotion. I've never felt more emotionally numb yeah. than watching Amelia Clark act in a movie. She does. You, you can see why, just before Game of Thrones, she was appearing in sci-fi original movies. Yeah... You know what I mean? Yeah. You get you get that. Um She'd have been a standout in Sharknado. She like, would have been. Mm. She would have stole the show. Yep. Um speaking of Chewy, Chewy is great, because of course Chewy's great, because it's Chewy. Chewy's great. Yeah. Um watching him wreck shit is always good. We actually got to see him tear a man's arms off. We did. That was fucking rad. That was fun. I know that's technically a spoiler, but we've got to talk about that. It's the most fighty Chewbacca we've ever seen, because he's just throwing down with everybody. <laughs> yeah. The way that they introduced Chewie in the movie is really good. I didn't see it coming. It was a great... I should have. I know, yeah. I was like, the beast? I was like, are we going to get a rancor? Oh, no, it's 
Jimmy. Yeah. Real good. I love that. As scene. a kind of, as a, a not a retcon, but as a reimagining of his um, ex- the legends way he was introduced to mm. Han. I like this. They played on. They got enough in there, including his wife. <laughs> yeah. He's not really acknowledged, but she's called Marla, so that is his wife. Yeah. And they just kind of nut each other and then run away. <laughs> it's a loving head, but it's fine. Yeah, they're from Wolverhampton, so they all do it. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Michael. Uh, it's a local <laughs> joke. Let's for local people. Yes. Um, yeah, he's, I mean, he's just Chewbacca. He's fun. Him, I think him and, him and Han have the right chemistry. Yeah. You instantly get why they're a team. It feels natural, which is... Probably the most important relationship to get right. If yeah. it had been jarring between him and Chewie, I don't think it would have worked. Yeah, you, de- you definitely believe that those two form an immediate bond yeah. quite quickly and it solidifies. The second the Chewie turns up is when the movie really gets going, I think. That's true. I- Although there is a really good scene that precedes that, which I didn't think I wanted to see, which is Imperial Trench Warfare. Yeah, but something of, that we didn't get in Rogue One. No, because we you don't really get a humanizing side to the Empire. No. But you have to remember that they're not all clones. The stormtroopers aren't clones anymore. No, you're right. I think I think the star bit is the bit I like the least because it feels like most of the Star Wars movies, when you open it to when you close it, there's no big time jumps or really like big jumps of location to we're in a whole new place and a whole new period of time. Yeah. We're completely ignoring that. It jumps around a lot at the start to yeah. a lot of different places, and it feels like there's bits missing. Like, we completely skip over the Imperial Flight Academy. Yeah. Completely jump that. And you only, like, realise after a certain amount of time that you have jumped that But bit. we had time for the fucking weird millipede monster. Yeah, we did. <sighs> that was a bit odd. I actually started laughing at that bit, and unironically pointing and laughing at, like, what is that? What am I looking at? Yeah, it wasn't great, was it? I, I did think, I'll be honest, the first five minutes of the movie, I thought, oh boy, we're in for a fucking uh, shitstorm. Here we go. But uh, we really weren't, and it did things that, that Star Wars movies don't normally do. For example, car chases. I liked it. I did. I didn't as, think I wanted it, but I want it. As a homage to American Graffiti, yeah. I liked it. It was great. It was fun. Um... Yeah, uh, sorry, just I want to talk about one more character yep. before we move on. Well, we should talk about two more. Oh, we two more, on. okay, two more. Um, L337. Yeah, being played by Phoebe Waller-Bridge, who is most known for Fleabag, which is a, one of those great sort of like British awkward comedies yeah. that, that really like, it, it's one of those, it's one of those oh, oh so relatable ones, but he's also really cringy. Yeah. In the right ways, though. I felt like she was like the biggest holdover from the Lord and Miller script. Yeah. And therefore was quite jarring with what is clearly a mostly reshot by Ron Howard movie. Yeah, very out of place and I'm not entirely sure. I think it was 50-50 whether her humour landed. Most of the time it didn't. Mm. It was very weird to have a feminist anarchist droid. There's a... There's an undeniable feeling that things are being crowbarred into these Star Wars movies, and and I'm not I'm not like a foaming at the mouth incel who thinks that these movies are, oh, the women are ruining Star Wars. Yeah. I don't I don't think like that. You don't think it should be apolitical and just stay away from all this stuff. It's a good thing to have this type of dynamic in there. Yeah, totally. So just making Lando pansexual and stuff like that, all great. Yeah, all fine. But you've got to handle it right. Yeah. Because otherwise, then you're giving the opposition ammo. Yeah. And it just it just felt so out of sorts with the rest of the movie. Yeah. That again, it just feels like this is this was Lord and Miller's baby, and they couldn't really get rid of it because of how major a part it played. So 
that was weird. I mean, the one advantage it did come up with was when she's doing um, her little rebellion. On I quite enjoyed that scene. Watching a gonk droid <laughs> smash the shit out of a computer yeah. while gonk was probably the highlight of the movie for Darren. <laughs> yeah. Years of abusing gonk droids and finally seeing them rise up again was I, fantastic. I just really enjoyed that entire droid revolution scene. That was good. It's just the bit where she's kind of like, Oh, I've started a revolution. Well, this is just wonderful. <laughs> I just really enjoyed that. You get him, Gunk Joy. You get him. Um, it's, it's, I just I like how blasé it was. Oh, no. just kind of like, it's a revolution. I need to do something. Like, oh no, this is cool. No R2D2 in the whole movie. We finally come to a movie where C3PO and R2D2 aren't in it. Anthony Daniels is. Anthony Daniels is in it. He has a cameo huh. in the in the bit with the Wookies and on uh, oh, Kessel. Oh, okay. Um, so he has maintained being in every one. He's the no perfect R two. Damn it. Um, okay, Paul Bettany. Oh God. <laughs> I actually, as someone who really, you know, your shit list has all those people. Yeah. For the longest time, he was on there. Fair enough. Until he became the Vision, and I started to to soften a bit on on Paul Bettany, and he's not at the doghouse yet. <laughs> Because Legion was that shite. Yeah. And I think he's a bit of a prick. But I liked him here. He chewed the scenery something nice. He did. It's it's his design I have issue with. What, the fact his face gets more red when he gets angry? <laughs> yeah, the fucking... Like that. The fact that he's been in some kind of industrial thresher accident. <laughs> yeah. And that his face lights up when he experiences emotion. <laughs> it's a bit weird. It's a bit Avatar. But, yeah, I liked but, it. Know. I thought he was okay. He could not clearly be a reshoot character if he tried. He appears in two rooms. He's almost entirely in his own office and that. (laughs) Oh, God. At this point, he could have been played by Christopher Plummer. He really could have. (laughs) Is this going to be a trend going forward? It seems to be. Well, we've had the death of the Ron Howard jokes, and now it's uh, it's the Christopher Plummer joke. We are looking for a new meme. Um, (laughs) We are in the market for one. Applications are open. But no, I... I liked him. I think it it was something the movie needed as a kind of looming threat to go above all and just like, we're smuggling for the fuck of it. Um, <laughs> That's what the subtitle yeah. should have been. <laughs> no, Hans Solo, we're smuggling for, for the, the fuck, fuck of it. it. Um, <laughs> so I, I liked it. I, I think this shows that Ron Howard, we can actually give him credit for coming in and saving this movie. We don't know what the Philip and Lord Middle was like. But if it was more like L3, as opposed to the Paul Bettany stuff, mm. I think I prefer Ron Howard's version. <laughs> yeah, I kind of do. I didn't think I was going to, but I kind of do. Yeah. I, um, I will say, so just oh, that's kind of it for me for characters, but considering, I know, I think I've read somewhere it was about 70% reshoots. Yeah. Which is what sent it over the edge. So a fucking lot of this, of what Lord and Miller were doing, has gone. Basically a new film. But, but I mean, the script probably would have stayed the same and stuff like that. And, and they can't erase everything. So considering it's being helmed by two people who did comedy movies and did the Lego movie and 21 Jump Street, weren't fucking funny. Which is odd. Yeah. It's, I don't know if Ron Howard just came in and killed that shit, but I, I would have, this one was like, that was going to be its niche. This was going to be the Han Solo movie, the Smuggler movie, the Dirty movie, but also the comedy movie. Like, I really was looking forward to seeing that come to fruition. Well, see, I, I was kind of in two minds of it, because like, I don't need my Star Wars to be funny. I need my I Star Wars to be good. I guess so. But, I mean, having seen how well it works in stuff like Guardians of the Galaxy, and if the humour's good, and it's kept to this niche and kept away from the main movies, that's fine. Yeah. I mean, they tried to do comedy in The Last Jedi, and it didn't fucking work. No. But, 
I, it wasn't funny at all. I know. And for some people, we've now reached that point where, like, Star Wars is now sort of like two for four. We've had two good ones and two bad ones, and it's been quite the fucking about turn with the about with the Last Jedi. Yeah. And it does seem to be that way. I, I think there will be questions at Disney as to why ev- nearly everybody hated the Last Jedi that wasn't part of the press. Yeah. And why Solo's not selling to anybody. I think there will be questions to be asked as to what it is that yeah. is going to work this franchise. It's, it's... They've now signed on fucking... Oh, who's signed up for Boba Fett to direct for Boba Fett? Oh, um, Logan guy, uh, James Mangold. James Mangold. Interesting. Interesting. But it's going to be another set between th- uh, three and four movie, I imagine. So is the Kenobi movie. Why don't they make it set between six and seven? No idea. I, I know, but that, that thing, they're, they're currently banking on... Nostalgia characters that we can't use in the new movies that people still like. So we get Solo, we get the uh, the Death Star plans, we get Boba, we get um, Obi Wan. Yeah, but in a perfect world, the Kenobi movie will be called will be called Kenobi and will be the Logan movie of Star Wars. Yeah, put James Mangold on that one. Yeah, exactly. Just like, look, we love your past old work. man Kenobi. Can you just do that again, please? Yeah. And then I don't know, give. <laughs> okay, you could give the Boba Fett movie to the guy who did Bill and Ted, and then just do Boba Fett straight out the Sarlacc, and like have him literally shoot out the Sarlacc, like playing an electric guitar. Yeah, God, yes. And then it's and then it's old man Boba. I don't know. Who would I have for Boba Fett? The original guy, Django. No, I mean like who would I have to oh, direct? Oh, would direct Boba Fett? I don't know. Oh, depends what kind of movie you're making. You'd want an action movie, wouldn't you? Mm. You'd want a proper good action movie. At present, the, the, you, you go and get the John Wick guys, don't you? But that wouldn't really work oh, in Star Wars. Oh, no, no, no. I'd go get the Raid guy. Oh, that'd be good. Because you want, you just want, I just want him to be a badass bounty hunter. He doesn't need to be depthy. And I got Oh, the Darren. Go on. You could make the Boba Fett movie have the plot of the Cancel 1313 game. I'd watch the shit out of that. Make it a raid thing where he's got to get out of the Coruscant underground. That would make sense. That's why they cancelled... If that was why they cancelled the video game, because they were like, no, this can work as a movie and we can do that now, I'd be okay with that. Yeah. Get the raid guy to do it, uh, or whoever directed Dread, and we'd be... We'd oh, be off that to, would be great. See? Mm. Bloke in a helmet with a cool gun. Darren, you've got me so... Darren, you've done it again. He's dead. Oh, I mean, God, he hasn't been confirmed for Boba. <laughs> And we know, we basically know Kenobi's coming. It's the worst kept secret at this point. So, yeah, yeah, I'd put him on the Kenobi movie. Mm. That's what I want out of that one. Um, Sidetrack. Yeah, so considering it was meant to be a comedy one, didn't really work. Yeah. I'm kind of annoyed Edgar Wright got annoyed at Disney after Ant-Man. Because I'd have given him this one. Oh, that would have been perfect. He'd have been awesome on this. That would have been a good soundtrack, if nothing else. They really would have. Um, I think action, really good. Yeah, like I say, there's there's good set piece in it. I think standouts are the the ending scenes where there's uh, sort of like a lot of standoffs, which is kind of cool. The car yeah. chases, which we I didn't expect, they were fun. The big one though, um, and something that we're gonna have to talk about in spoilers. Although, yeah, really, is there much to spot? I mean, there's like bits. Go on to spoil the Kessel Run. Yeah, well, also the train sequence. I really like the train sequence. Ah, that was all right. I find it. I thought it was quite good. It was, it was well okay. paced and had some, some nice. Uh, Peril yeah. attached to it. Um, yeah, the Kessel Run, which is the big, the big basis, second and third act spanning thing that they're going to do. Yeah. I liked it. I, li- I it. liked the part on Kessel. That was yeah. cool. I didn't like 
everything. Well, I didn't like everything in that set piece after that. As soon as they left Kessel, um, I just I didn't I didn't connect. I didn't believe it, and the I don't know. It just it didn't feel like I was watching Han B Han. It, that, that there was nothing there that was like only Han Solo could have done that. Yeah, and it was a very much despite the fact they don't say it, it was very much a never tell me the odds moment, which is very Han. Yeah, but I don't know. I, I, okay, I, I think I was higher on this than you. Because I, 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 as much as I didn't like love any point of Solo, like as much as I love any other Star Wars movie, I'd say it hit a pretty consistent note across the board, and that includes Kessel. Because, I mean, we knew it was coming. You can't do the Solo movie without ticking off boxes. Mm. That is the bit that I think I disliked the most about this movie, was the kind of box-ticking exercise of, like, this is how he gets the gun. This is how he gets his last name. Because that's a fucking pile of wank. This is how he gets this thing. This is how he meets Chewie. This is how he gets the Falcon. This is how he plays the back. That got a bit tiresome. It's It's got all sorts of a fucking sledgehammer in <laughs> yeah. terms of those things. And like batting you over the head with, this is a reference! <laughs> that got tiresome real fucking quick. But yep. no, the Kessel Run was not one of those times where I felt like, oh, God, be please, a, a modicum of subtlety would be nice here. I don't know. I just I didn't enjoy the big monster. Just... Oh! I kind of did. It, rem- yeah. cause it reminded me in the best way of the giant worm oh, yeah, in, yeah. in the asteroid fields and um, the bit underwater in the in uh, Offagunga. Reminded me of that. No, we don't usually get big monsters. The last ones we got were the ones in The Force Awakens that were called uh, Raftars. Didn't like the Raftars. They were a pile of shit. Yeah, Worst true. thing J.J. Abrams did in that movie. That's true. This feels better, and it gave a real good spectacle to that Kessel run. Admittedly, yes. That I think wouldn't have been there if he was just running away from Tie Fighters. I guess so, yeah. But I don't know. There was a lot of there were lots of just little things. Yeah, I think mm. that's what the, that's that's the problem. It's a lot of little things that add up. Yeah, and that make it not a spectacular film, but also not a total train wreck, which we all thought it was going to be. And yeah. that's don't know, the that's people great. who are really hating on this. I can kind of see where they're coming from. But I still give it a hearty recommendation. I, I can only tell you how I felt. And though I can see where people who are like nitpicking more than we are are coming from, I enjoyed myself. I went in not expecting much, really didn't have high hopes for this at all. And I came out very pleasantly surprised with what I've watched. I also was. Happy to go and see it again. Uh, excited to rewatch it with all the, the, you know, the Easter egg videos that come out afterwards. So I'm kind of pick apart it even more. But yeah, it didn't feel like it let the side down. Definitely nowhere near the worst of the Star Wars um, mediums we've got coming out at the moment. I liked it more than Last Jedi. <laughs> yeah, I didn't come out seething with rage. Genu- so there's that. Genuinely didn't think it was going to be above Last Jedi, and it and it is. So that's yeah. something. Not as good as Rogue One. No, we really do like Rogue One, but it, it's still good. There's still two for two for me for the for the spin-offs of like you have my attention. You don't have my uncommitted loyalty like MCU does, but. I'm on board for what you're going to do. Like I say, four Star Wars movies in as many years, I think there was obviously going to be some point where it kind of felt like the franchise was going to run out of steam a little bit because Star Wars doesn't change in the ways the MCU does, what handles its own in-universe changes. Yeah. And it's not an event movie because it's not an episode. Mm. And the last of those episodes made some very, let's call it, fuck it, some stupid fucking decisions that... Uh, we're forever stuck with, and that's the problem. So it's it's hard to forgive Solo. Uh, well, hard to forgive the Star Wars franchise as it is 
but Solo goes a fairly long way to showing, no, 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 we are, we are still competent, we can still put out good movies. And Ron Howard can do anything. Yeah, Ron Howard is the MVP of the year, I think. Good God, yes. He's going to win the Stanley Award this year. Yep. Hook, line, sinker, it's his. Um, but yeah, you are right. They, they will eventually run out of steam with these um, spin-off movies. So hopefully this is enough of a warning sign to say, right, finish what you're doing at the moment, finish out the trilogy with episode nine, and then take a fucking break. Well, they're not, though, are they? We're going into Ryan Johnson's trilogy. I, I know that, but I... I this might be a time for them because they haven't put anything into production yet. So they've got time to pump the brakes a little bit and say, right, we're going to do the TV shows to tick people over, to give them stuff for there. But the movies, they're just going to take... Because they can't keep going one a year because then it will just become... It's like eating steak every day. You will eventually become sick of steak. And I don't want to become sick of steak. No. So you've, got to, you've got to pace it. You've got to give time people people to breathe. It's not like the MCU. Because MCU can have so many different genres and everyone's got a new leading superhero in it. You can't really do that with Star Wars. You can't. It hasn't got the flexibility that the MCU has because it's that much more important of a a thing. People will get bored of it. It will just become the mundane and the ordinary. And it takes the shine away from the TV series we currently have. Like, Rebels is fantastic. I really need to watch Rebels. Rebels is really good. I've heard... I heard something that pissed me off. What's that? That they've introduced time travel... Okay, I'll let you discover that one on your own. But it's, uh, it's but there's a lot of good in the series. Okay, despite the weird. But right. no, it's it's proper. Good. I still need to watch the Clone Wars. This is why I'm excited for the Disney streaming service. So I'm finally watching the fucking Clone Wars and Rebels and get caught up. <laughs> Clone yeah. Wars has got some great episodes. I would watch a Bad Batch movie. That would be incredible. I don't know what that is, but I'm excited. Um. You know the clone troopers? Yes. Rejects of those that don't quite make the, the frontline Ooh. army. And it's like about it's like a group of them who form their own unit called Bad Batch. So it's, it's basically Battlefield Bad Company. Yes. Sweet, okay. In Star Wars. I mean Oh see there there's a spin off movie. See, I'm still think once once Kenobi and Boba are done, they're gonna do Yoda. And I'm not okay with them doing and Yoda. Kenobi. No, I'm good with Kenobi. Yeah. Kenobi's fine. Doing Qui Gon would be fine, but I just think they need to. If they're gonna keep making these spin off movies, they need to do it with characters we don't know anything about. Yeah. That was what was beautiful about Rogue One. That was a whole set of people we'd never heard of. Yeah, doing something that mattered. Yeah, this is Solo was the exact opposite of that situation. Yeah, you know the stakes aren't high. You know Chewie's not in trouble. You know Lando isn't. You know Han isn't, etc. So yeah, that's always hard with prequels. But again, it told a good story. And it says it's well on the way to eventually getting a Jar Jar Binks movie that we all want. Oh, to are. wit, a Jar Jar Binks movie, but it's directed by Steven Spielberg. <laughs> and they go and get What's-His-Face out every time to play Jar Jar. Who? Uh, Phantom Fred Guy. Um, oh, Daniel Day-Lewis. Daniel Day-Lewis as Jar Jar Binks. Oh, that pulls a lot of different ropes yeah, out. Fucking actually. watch that, though. And, yeah, <laughs> spoiler alert! Right. Uh, what is it to spoil, really? Oh! Everyone... Maul's back in canon. I know he was already kind of back in canon, and yeah. we know that he dies in Rebels, but yeah. he's that, back. That scene in Rebels is fucking amazing. By the I way. have seen that scene. That was cool. It's, it's cool. just the the quick and the dead st- sort of thing, where it's just kind of like he makes the same mistake in Kenobi, even though he's old. With it, just goes fucking no, and he's Fuck you. done. I love that. But yeah, confirm he's... the kill. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, I didn't, I didn't see it coming. Me neither. Fucking nearly fell out of my chair. Um, Rachel was like, 
Why are you putting that face for? Whilst I was going, <laughs> it's Marl! It's Marl! <laughs> Who's that? You've seen Phantom Lee! <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I don't, because again, we're not getting a sequel. I feel like it's just going to be like, oh, that's cool. I wonder what that would have been if we were successful. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, I don't get to watch Amelia Clark become a Sith. Oh, no. <laughs> what a fucking shame. I am beside myself with anguish. Oh. <laughs> fucking hell. Good God. Darth Nerys. Surely you'd be Darth Naki. Darth Raki. Oh, God. Okay, well done. There you go. She's not technically a Darth Raki. It makes sense, though. You haven't watched Game of Thrones. Yeah, but uh, excuse me, Darren. I live in the world where Game of Thrones exists. And every fucker else has seen it. It's just me for this goddamn stupid project I've not started. So many. Did you finish writing your. Pitching tent Star Wars episode. Did I, fi- no, I haven't finished it yet, no. No, mine's still into that. We were going to release that oh, for no. Solo. Oh. We forgot. Oh. Hiatuses, eh? No. Um, yeah, so Darth Maul's back. That's cool, but it's going to go nowhere, so it's just going to have to remain as that was cool. They got Ray Park back to do it, so I'm glad Ray Park's got some. Yeah. Uh, got some uh, and it's the guy who does the voice from Rebels doing the voice as well. Yeah. So that's um, pretty cool. Sam, Sam Witwer. Witwer. Is that I it? I think that's it. Um, By the way, he's yeah. good. Woody Harrelson heel turn. That everyone wonder saw that. <laughs> like it's just what Woody Harrelson does. Like just that that archetype of that character, you just know he's going to turn. But, it, but because it's Woody Harrelson, I didn't really mind. Yeah, and it was almost like a like a like a bait and switch heel turn. Like because he he kind of betrays him, but then he kind of doesn't. Because he's kind of, and he does say all the way through, "Don't trust me. I will betray you." Yeah. So that was the thing. What I mentioned about um, Thandie Newton that really, not me. Why did she choose to die, Michael? Yeah, surely she could have got out of that. Like, I don't, I don't get why she felt like. Why was that a worthwhile sacrifice for her life, just so they can get some fuel to pay off a dude? Yeah. Like, like I know she loves Woody Harrison. But a, there surely was a different way out of that that would have would have been okay. Two, it didn't feel like that high stakes of things to be chucking your life away for. Because no. Woody Harrison clearly had a backup plan. The gang of Destiny it. cosplayers weren't that. <laughs> yeah. They weren't that fucking intimidating to begin with. No, and then the weird because I thought the twist was because the the lady they had playing the the main character who was like. Invest Nest or something like that. Something like that. Investment Nest or whatever they was. <laughs> because she's a mixed race girl who's like looks to be about 15, 16, I was like, is that Woody Harrison and Danny Newton's daughter? That would have been cool. Is that what that is? Enfis Nest, by the way. Investment Nest. Yes. Um, Fucking, so, so Joint Isa just <laughs> rolls in. Yeah. And like... And it just, it just... It, it it was a twist that I didn't see coming, but I didn't care about. Yeah, I was like, like, oh, they, oh. oh, these people I didn't care about are good guys now. Oh no, they are pseudo rebels. Yeah, proto rebellion. And it turns out that Han is somewhat responsible for, for financially setting up the rebellion. Yeah, not sure I'm okay with it. I mean, no. not sure I'm, I even care. To be honest, they were me. there to show that Han Solo had a good side. Again, they were more plot device than characters. Yeah. So, but then you wonder that, like. In A New Hope, he's kind of like, oh, we found Han Solo. Oh, you mean that guy who gave the... Was basically the Dragon's Den 
yeah. of the rebellion. <laughs> the fear for Peter's of the situation. Okay. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, so... I... I... There was a lot of that, actually, that just felt like we just... We just... Again, it's back to the box ticking exercise. Yeah. We need to tie into the rebellion in some way. We need to show that he's redeemable and all that good stuff. That was probably the stodge of the movie that... that Again, didn't ruin it because we just gave it a good recommendation, but was what slowed it down a bit. We're like, okay, we get it. Can we? Can we just have more Lando, please? Yeah, we don't have enough Lando. Um, there wasn't nearly enough Lando. There wasn't nearly enough Lando. It should have been all Lando. I do feel if he'd gone over the top though, because they basically just kept him to like one-liners and witticisms, which is what you want from Lando at this point. Yeah, I feel if he was any 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 longer. It would be better. I liked how he was like, Elfrey, my fuck robot. Ah! <laughs> my fuck robot. Save. Um, the robot that has suspiciously wide hips. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm, yeah. This a bit obvious. And tells him that he needs to do that thing again. Mm. Oh, Lando. Dick first, Lando. Uh, hope he greased up. I know. I like the bit of her being plugged into the Millennium Falcon and her basically being the Millennium Falcon. Because that explains Chewbacca going, the, what the fuck alien language is this ship talking to <laughs> yeah. me? Turns out, British. But in terms of like bad characterization of female roles, you put the one that's all about droid freedom into eternal servitude on a ship against her will. <laughs> it's not a good move there, Lando. Nah. Not a good move. Uh. Surely you just download her from the Falcon and put her back in a new body, right? You think, wouldn't you? I think again, if we had a sequel, they would have found a way to bring her back because I think people are responding. Either they's the worst character in Star Wars history, but that's just what fuckboys from Alabama do, or they're like, no, she was. I, I liked her. She was a fun inclusion, a yeah. bit different. So, yeah, that was that was. If you think about it for a second, like, that's bad. Han forcing himself on Kira at one point. Yeah. Also, I know it's foreshadowing later. In the cape room. Yeah, but foreshadowing... My capes! <laughs> but I don't think sexual harassment was something that needed foreshadowing <laughs> in this way. No, uh, he's always been a scamp. Um, sexual harassment. Panda. <laughs> <laughs> just, that's all I could think. In my head, it was just, oh, there's going to be a fucking panda showing up in a bit. There he is. Oh, oh, God. So, yeah, if you, uh, I don't want to dwell on this movie any longer than I have to, because I think I might kick some more holes in it. Yeah. I don't want to do that. <laughs> so I'm going to stop right now and say, yeah, if you like Star Wars... Well, no, I can't even say if you like Star Wars, you're going to like this movie, because apparently not. If you thought it was going to be terrible, good yeah. news it ain't. But don't think that we're some like media elite who Disney have paid off, because we fucking wish we were media elite that <laughs> Disney had paid off. I would happily sh- just be a total shill if it yeah. meant I could afford to eat. If you want us to be successful, people, you want us to sell out. That's the goal here. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think we're making stupid Simpsons reference for the fuck of it? No, I want to be paid. Um, but I can honestly say, hand on heart, I enjoyed it. It's not my favourite Star Wars movie. It does feel a bit like filler, but filler has a purpose sometimes. It's a fun popcorn movie to go to to just spend two hours of your life. It's pretty much what the original was supposed to be. It's just a fun movie for children, really. Yeah. And I'm okay with that, to be honest. Mm. I'd rather it have been a, a good but slightly forgettable movie than it'd be a total fucking train wreck. Which like... it threatened to be quite a few times. <laughs> yeah, and I'm kind of glad that they pulled it back from the brink of just being as worse than somehow being worse than the last jedi so that's always good characters are fine like they're really good like there's some great performances in there but it's but it's so inconsequential i i would fail i don't think i'll watch it again i think i'm I'm happy i've seen it i'm happy i thought you know what that was good i don't want to then ruin 
the time I've had with it by watching it again because, like you say, I'll end up putting it under further scrutiny. Yeah, and it's not deserving of that. It's it's not consequential to the great no. Star Wars lore. It's just if you wondered how he got a gun, a jacket, and a name, it's a thing. Oh yeah, that name shite and then playing the imperial march as their official theme tune (laughs) john williams is no canon in the star wars movie didn't like that that was stupid like you say there's there's holes we can kick but it's a good time and more importantly we got to complete the meme we did our purpose has been fulfilled we're going to go look at the sunset and i have to go back to my home planet now (laughs) (laughs) so one more one more time for prosperity Howard, Howard, you've done, done it, it again. again. Plug away, Michael. You can go and find me on Instagram and Twitter at that Cohen, or you can go and follow the site under the username F-O-L-E-N-T, that's F-O-U-L-E-N-T, on your social media of choice. Darren? You can follow me on Twitter at The Guttridge. Please, don't, please do go to our website. And please don't out. go to our website. <laughs> please don't go to our website. Jesus Christ. But they might find us. Um, <laughs> please go to our website. We've currently got up a Deadpool 2 review, a Gotta Cast Them All. We're bringing it back because Nintendo just announced some new Pokemon Yay! games um, and coming up very soon we're going to have Jurassic Park Fallen Kingdom Panic and Fear um, <laughs> and uh, E3 which is coming up in less than two weeks and we're going to cover the whole goddamn thing in hopefully a less than two hour bite sized chunk oh god I hope but this so. time we'll post <laughs> we have very bad luck when we do these types of things yeah but we, we're going to do it this time well, there's a lot in our way but we're going to try and get up as much as we can because there's a lot to discuss and we will always be on hand to create stupid shitty Simpsons memes yay bye everybody Bye. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Popcorn's cancelled. Um, Much we... like John Oliver getting his uh, chlamydia koala clinic, we've reached our natural goal on this. In yep. that we've got to the point where Howard has done, <laughs> done it again. again. Uh, this that was that was a way bigger excitement and revelation than anything in the movie. Though. Yeah, it was. <laughs> okay. Um, so apparently now Star Wars is this thing that people hate. Who knew? We've reached that point. Yeah. Um, and a yeah. lot of people really hate Solo. Well, they really hated Solo before it came out. Yeah, they had the knives out. Yeah. And even I was expecting bad things based on all of the rumours and sacking off the directors halfway through. Yeah, Lord and Miller of all people as well. And having reshoots so expensive, it made this the most expensive Star Wars movie ever made. Can believe it. So that's that's a hell of a thing. Yep. Um, and even rumours that Disney themselves were like, "Oh fuck, what have we done?" <laughs> yeah. And so yet... much so that they've chucked it out in the middle of summer, hoping yeah. to get some money. Yeah, they loved it. Well, I mean, they didn't. Considering Disney owned both Avengers and Star Wars, you'd think they'd give them a bit more breathing room. You'd hope. Or at least send Saldo out first. Yeah. Around Star Wars Day mm. and not the other way around. But having said that, I liked it. I also liked it. And it's weird because I feel like we're the only two. Yeah. Like, out of the five people that came to watch Solo with me. Two of us liked it, and it was it was me and Caroline, and that right. was it. Okay, we're the only two who liked that movie. See, I, I think I came away with I only went with with my girlfriend, but even she was like, eh. and and don't get me wrong, there, there's there's things wrong with it. Yeah, there's stuff you can pick apart from. Yep, and I'd even go as far right at the back to say I don't think it's as good as Rogue One. No, it isn't because I've just... even gone on record recently saying I think Rogue One's the best of what they've done so far. In this new era of Disney uh, Star Wars movies, it, there's an argument to be made there, definitely. Yeah, um, but yeah, we're, we're pretty much. Say so you're wearing a Rogue One T-shirt. Yeah, model. I fucking love Rogue One. It's a great movie, but that was a movie that was also plagued with a lot of yeah. Uh, 
weird choices and directorial change-ups and stuff like that. So, I don't know. It kind of feels like this is the way that Star Wars is going there. There's going to be tumultuous periods. Who thought that with Disney money, you yeah. could fuck up this bad? But, no, I don't think Star Wars, Star Wars... I don't think Solo is that bad a film. No. I would say, on the whole, largely entertaining. Yeah. If entirely forgettable. Yeah, it's not consequential in any which way, shape or form. You don't need to watch this one. That's the problem. Yeah, no. no nothing happens in it that you didn't need to know as no. such. Like, it's not like The Last Jedi where, good or bad, it's an event. Yeah. And this is not an event. I mean, you could also look that at Rogue One. But because that was so different from what everyone else was doing, it's unlike any other Star Wars movie, TV show or anything else for that matter... That that was the niche it carved out as the war movie. I don't know what Solo's bringing to the table that isn't already there in abundance. Well, well, Rogue One was already operating on the good grace of it was the first spin-off ever. Yeah. Now that we're too deep now. And it seems that like Solo didn't have the marketing push it needed. Its trailer came out like three months before the movie. Yeah. That didn't help. No. Um, It doesn't have a, a unique enough angle that the rogue one had it's just what if han solo but younger yeah and that's not a particularly strong angle especially for one of the characters that i feel like most audiences pretty much think they know inside out yeah. already like we've seen enough of han solo and you know whose fault this is who george lucas yes because he made all star wars movies the most important thing in a year and that's a very high standard to hold every one of them to yep and i think this is the first major casualty of everyone getting like it's Star Wars, and then it coming out and it not being Star Wars and going, well, it's the worst thing ever. Yeah. And it, it's not. That's still Phantom Menace for the record, so <laughs> that. No, it's still Attack of the Clones. Uh, we'll have that argument one day. Fair enough. Um, but no, I think the the big worry for everyone, the whole way through um, production, plaguing it even more than Lord and Miller's dealings with it and being all ad-libbed and stuff was Alden Ehrenreich am I saying that right? Alden Ehrenreich him as Solo and everyone saying I, I went as far as some people saying he can't act yeah that was a, a bit of a, a bit of a shot in the arm for the movie uh, wasn't it? yeah not not what you want to hear that a person being trusted with the most iconic Star Wars role that there is to be trusted with I think really other than Luke I mean other than Luke and technically Vader but whatever you know but I mean with Vader and Yoda they're not you know, their costumes. Yeah. You can put people in there and as long as you've got the voice fine, it's all right. But this is young Han Solo. This is very important to people. And and it seemed like they backed the wrong horse. Yeah. I didn't get that. Me neither. Really liked him. There was definitely points where I think you could tell stuff was from the old shoot and stuff was from the new shoot. Yeah. And it was a bit patchy at points. There was a bit where it kind of felt like he was just doing a Han Solo impression. Yeah. And then bits where he was being Han Solo. Yeah. There's a definite distinction. I think as the movie goes on, certainly the final act, he's the best. Like, at that role. Yeah. But there's a point in the snow, um, not spoiling too much in the movies, you see this scene in the trailers as a bit where it's like he's squinting and like saying things in like a really droll voice. Like, yeah. that's yes. It's like, that's very much, that sh- that's clearly like day one on the shoot where it's like, He's just watched Empire for the fifth time in his trailer. Yeah. Trying to get the voice down. When that doesn't matter, I just want you to be Han Solo. You don't have to, like, embody everything. Like, See, but like I'm, I'm in his corner here because that's a lot of pressure to put on a person. Fuck yeah, totally. Yeah, you know I mean, there's 
I mean, even Jared Leto didn't have this amount of pressure on him when he had to do the Joker after Heath Ledger did. Um, because there's only ever been Harrison Ford as Han Solo. So mm. that's a hell of a thing. Um, but no, I think that the real thing that saved him, and I think saves the entire movie, is that he's likeable. He's a lovable rogue, which is what Han Solo should be. That's true. And they, they get him to the point where he needs to be for New Hope, where he hasn't gone through all of his... Um, well, so he hasn't gone through all of his character development that obviously comes in those later movies, but... You know, the first signs of him being more than just an out-for-himself smuggler are there. Yeah. And at no point was he ever like... I, I don't even see him as like doing a Harrison Ford impression. I genuinely liked him from start to finish. I think it, it's things around him that let him down more than anything else. I don't think the script's as, as fantastic as it could be, but I think with what he was given, he did a great job. That's fair enough. And he did. I, I think he really did. I, I, I do think, like I say, it is, it's a difficult task to live up to, and... I think regardless of what he was able to turn in, there's going to be fan scrutiny. Oh, God, Jim. As there already is from people who've seen the movie and those who haven't seen the movie and those who've been following the production. And it's just... It's a great mess. But Aaron Reich surprised me. He really did. And he... Mm -hmm. he, I mean, we heard he was a terrible actor. And he's not. He's not a terrible actor. This is not a so-bad-it's-good-and-then-bad-again performance. It's it's definitely serviceable. And like you say, very enjoyable, very likeable... Um, and I'm just going to go ahead and, and make a terrible segue. And you know who else is likeable, Darren? Go on. The most likeable man on the face of the planet right now. Yeah. It is Lando. Is it time to talk about Donald Can Glover? Can we talk about Don Glover? Oh, my God. Don Glover. So good. Ah. As if anyone had any doubt I know. that Donald Glover wouldn't smash it because he smashes everything. Yeah, it's the perfect choice for everything. Absolutely. Put killed Donald it. Glover in everything. Absolutely killed it. Yeah, he was he was Lando. Could not have gone better. Yeah. I feel like it's just going to be an overwhelming amount of praise. Yeah. Um, when you first introduced to him, he it's fucking Lando. Is it? It's just. It's just, yeah. it's just Lando. Intergalactic motherfucker. Yeah. The guy who does all the shagging. All the shagging. All the time. <laughs> Have you heard the kind of the new thing that everyone's angry about? Oh, that he's pansexual. He's pansexual. Now, I, d- I don't know whether people are angry at that or whether people are angry... Uh, because this was co-written between Lawrence Kasdan yeah. and his son Jonathan Kasdan. Yeah. Um, one of which is one of the greatest screenwriters of all time, wrote yeah. the best movie of all time. Yeah. And is genuinely considered, you know, just a treasure. A smart bloke. Yeah. And the other one's a bit of a fuck, really. Is he? Yeah. There's. Um, I mean, I, I've been, I, I did some research and I read up on Jonathan Kasdan's Twitter and he comes across as a right cock end. Right. So I can see why people will be rallying against him on pure principle. Oh, okay. That, and I've seen none of his other movies. As right. It, as it turns out, I've not seen a single one of his other movies. Lovely. So, eh, I'm not asked a bit like... I mean, Lando clearly does all the shagging. I don't care what Lando sticks his dick in because yeah. he's got every right to. Because, I mean, by the same token, you could call Star-Lord pansexual. Because the first time, could, yeah. first time he's on the Milano, a yellow alien comes out of his chunk. So yeah. that kind of... Extends past normal sexual behaviours, yeah. so there. Plus, you're in a massive galaxy with all intermingling races. Of course, yeah. people were going to fuck the aliens. Yeah, and if anyone's going to do it... William Shatner spent 20 years of TV doing yeah, just that. It's not uncommon. And if anyone was going to dive in dick first, it would be Lando. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes! Okay. <laughs> all I'm reminded of is that scene from Futurama. It's like, I just made, made out with that radiator from the radiator planet. <laughs> Fry, that's a radiator. Oh, 
there a burn clinic anywhere around here? <laughs> like, that's Lando. Um, yeah, I don't. Uh, I think Lauren. I think Jonathan Kasdan's a bit of a dick, but I don't care about no, that. No, no, it's, it, it's the same way that Dumbledore's gay. It's just, okay. he is, but it's the 19, 19th or 20th most important or interesting thing about him. Yeah, right? That's what's good about it. And the fact he has a cape room. <laughs> that's the best thing. <laughs> oh, everything. The fact he's chronicling his life, his <laughs> memoirs, is <laughs> yeah. the most Lando thing to do. <laughs> Oh, again, but you can still see the shoots of what he becomes later on in life. Yeah. The goodness in him that's inherent, but not as refined right now. I love that he hates Han. Like, yeah, it's great. He just fucking hates Han. There's, the bit at the end gets me, and it's not even a scene that Dong Lover is in. And it's, it's just the most Lando thing to do. Just oh, oh, yeah, fuck yeah. this. I get it, I I'm get out. it. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> it's lovely. Um, also... I think Woody Harrelson does a great job in this as well. Yeah, I'm a long-time defender of Woody Harrelson. Woody I think he's good amazing. in everything. I've never disliked him in any movie I've ever seen him in. Oh, related Woody Harrelson news. Oh. Zombieland 2. He's, I read that news and it read like someone going, yeah, we're totally going to do it. Yeah, totes. We haven't signed anybody, but we're going to do it. Yeah. Don't worry. I think they're going to try and reach out to all the original cast, which would be a big fucking deal, right? I now. mean, we do live in a world where there's going to be a Bill and Ted free, so... Anything's possible. All things are possible now, Michael. <laughs> yeah. um, but no, he does a great job as... Name. Um, oh, God. <laughs> this I went good. through the effort of learning everyone in Rogue One's name. You've got to learn everyone in Solo's name. Beckett? Beckett. Beckett. Yeah. yeah, I can't remember his first name is, but we'll go with Beckett. Yeah. Um, yeah, good. I'm going to have to mention something I was about to mention in spoilers. Yeah. Because you see something coming from the horizon, uh, like, at least 10 minutes into him first appearing. Yeah. Like, I know what you're going to do. Yeah. But the ride there was fun. I could see why someone like young Han Solo would look up to him and model himself after him. It makes a lot of sense. And and he's a great character. And I think there's a lot to be said for his um, journey through the movie. Yeah. Of how his crew changes and how his priorities and his methodology changes. He's, he's a great character. Sorry, Tobias Beckett. Tobias Beckett, there we Which go. Which is weird because he must be like... What, he's the second most normally named person in, in yeah. all of Star Wars. Because like, Luke Skywalker, that's pretty... That's about as close Pretty standard than everybody else. Just way off. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. Well, quick note on his crew. Didn't like him. Okay, His original enough. crew, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Because you've got the kind of weird forearm monkey thing. Oh, the being... one played by uh, John Favreau? Yes. I liked him. Which, uh, no, But to me, it just smacked of, well, everyone liked Rocket Raccoon. Yeah. Let's do that again. But this time, he's a monkey. Uh, he was a forearm monkey. I liked him. Rio but Durant. That but he was name. very, like... I'm clearly from Brooklyn, and I'm glib and sarcastic. Yeah, and, I guess and so. I'm in it for myself, kind of, but not really. I liked him. I, it, he, it, was, he was chipper. I, I did like him, but it was like I like I like him because he's Rocket, and it, they're just smacking me over the head with that. So I didn't yeah. really like. That. And the the thing with his with his girlfriend, oh, Thandie Newton as as Val. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna have to say that for spoilers, but I really didn't understand her character and motivations at all. Mm. Yeah. At all, Michael. It was weird. There's a... I don't think I have anything else to say about Thandie Newton, but I'm going to use her for as a fantastic segue, because I think there's a problem with a lot of the female characters in this movie. Yeah. In that I think I've finally come to the realisation that Amelia Clarke is going on my shit list. (laughs) Up there with, like, Ty Sheridan, who's come off that list now because of Ready Player One, but she's up there with um, Miles Teller, of people I just... 
I see them in films and I get oh, visibly God. fucking irate. Well, this is a good prelude to a Game of Thrones series. <laughs> well, well, no, as I think I recognise her as Daenerys. That's fine. Yeah, as it's Daenerys just... is a kind of ethereal, above it all. Yeah, slightly like you know, like almost a Doctor Manhattan of a situation. Yeah, she works. Yeah, but transplanting that wooden acting to other places, like much the... like Kit Harington as well, hasn't yeah. fucking worked. She is female Daniel Radcliffe. In every interview I've ever seen, I'm like, Amelia Clark is a fucking cool person. Yep. I would love to meet her and hang out with her. But she's not good at her job. No, she's terrible at her fucking job. Okay, terrible's a stretch. I, I, I don't really... think she... Okay, go on. Sorry, so she plays a character called Kira, who yeah. is... Um, or Yeah, it's Kira. Kira, yeah, 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 yeah. It's spelled with a fucking Q. Um, so Han's old girlfriend, and there's a whole thing going on with that. Yeah. That we have to talk about in spoilers. Because it spoils about like three major plot points in the movie. Yes, it does. Um, but what you need to know is that she is just really, really poorly written. Just, yeah. just, a, just. I felt nothing for that character. I have literally. Amelia Clark was okay, but still prone to woodenness. So that's the opening <laughs> statement. But she felt more like a plot point. Yeah. For a sequel that was just like tagging along for the ride. A sequel that then. Then oh. I don't think they get it. No. <laughs> Oops, um, I, I think yeah, she she felt more of like like a, a function as opposed to a, a fully fleshed out character because in some ways they're, they're they're hiding information about her, such as how she escapes Corellia and, and goes on to a second life that we see for most of the movie. It feels like is that because they're saving it for a sequel, or because they didn't think of it, they just needed her to be in this situation, so she was in that situation. Yeah, and yeah, her 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 acting doesn't help. No. Again, she's the female Daniel Radcliffe, who in interviews <laughs> seems like the coolest man, and I would love to have a point with Daniel Radcliffe, but fuck me, he can't act. Um, but yeah, Game of Thrones is different and much better. Yeah. Watch it. Um, uh, I, I, I recognise, like, she's a good actress for that show, and probably yeah. probably for TV, but in every movie she, she showed perfectly up in, she's as the unhuman person she is <laughs> in Game of Thrones. Just like, she's she's bad in this, and she's bad in Terminator, and what was the other film I saw? You watched Genesis? I've got round to watching Genesis. Uh, I regret it. It was Genesis. It was fucking terrible. Great. <laughs> <laughs> and there's, like, there's another film that she was in recently, and it just... She just doesn't land. Me before you. I, was it that? I feel like you might. It was a romantic. Have you been dragged to a romantic drama? I've not, surprisingly, no. Oh, wow. She's I been know. in other things? She's definitely been in other things that I've huh. seen and I just didn't like it. Okay. So, yeah. Probably really lovely person, but... Uh. Oh, yeah. Please do watch her in an interview. Watch the um, Wired auto-complaint with her and the guy who plays Chewbacca. Oh, I did watch that. She's so charming. Yeah, she's so amazing. So fun. Where is that in her acting? I don't know. It just disappears. It makes no goddamn sense. Oh, God. The thing is, when she's supposed to be the emotional crux of the film, and it's just... I feel nothing when I watch it. Just, no. There is no emo. I've never felt more emotionally numb yeah. than watching Amelia Clark act in a movie. She does. You can see why, just before Game of Thrones, she was appearing in sci-fi original movies. Yeah... You know what I mean? Yeah. You get, you get that. Um, She'd have been a standout in Sharknado. She like, would have been. Mm. She would have stole the show. Yep. Um, speaking of Chewie. Yeah. Chewie's great. Because of course Chewie's great. Because it's Chewie. Chewie's great. Yeah. 
Um, watching him wreck shit is always good. We actually got to see him tear a man's arms off. We did. That was fucking rad. That was fun. I know that's technically a spoiler, but we've got to talk about that. It's the most fighty Chewbacca we've ever seen, because he's just throwing down with everybody. <laughs> yeah. The way that they introduced Chewie in the movie is really good. Didn't see it coming. It was a great... I should have. I know, yeah. I was like, the beast? I was like, are we going to get a rancor? Oh, no, it's Chewie! <laughs> Real good. I love that. As scene. a kind of... as a, a Not a retcon, but as a reimagining of his... Um, ex- the legend way he was introduced to mm. Han I like this they played on they got enough in there including his wife <laughs> yeah he's not really acknowledged but she's called Marla so that is his wife yeah. and they just kind of nut each other and then run away <laughs> it's a yeah. loving head but it's fine yeah they're from Wolverhampton so they all do it <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, Michael. It's a local it? joke. For <laughs> local people, yes. Um, yeah, he's, I mean, he's just Chewbacca. He's fun. Him, I think him and him and Han have the right chemistry. Yeah, you instantly get why they're a team. It feels natural, which is probably the most important relationship to get right. If yeah. it had been jarring between him and Chewie, I don't think it would have worked. Yeah, you, de- you definitely believe that those two form an immediate bond yeah. quite quickly and it solidifies. The second the Chewie turns up is when the movie really gets going, I think. That's true. I- Although there is a really good scene that precedes that, which I didn't think I wanted to see, which is Imperial Trench Warfare. Yeah, but Something of- that we didn't get in Rogue One. No. Because we you don't really get a humanising side to the Empire. No. But you have to remember that they're not all clones. The Stormtroopers aren't clones anymore. No, you're right. I think I think the star bit is the bit I like the least because it feels like most of the Star Wars movies, when you open it to when you close it, there's no big time jumps or really like big jumps of location to we're in a whole new place and a whole new period of time. Yeah. We're completely ignoring that. It jumps around a lot at the start to yeah. a lot of different places and it feels like there's bits missing. Like we completely skip over the Imperial Flight Academy. Yeah. Completely jump that. And you only, like, realise after a certain amount of time that you have jumped that But bit. we had time for the fucking weird millipede monster. Yeah, we did. <sighs> that was a bit odd. I actually started laughing at that bit, and unironically pointing and laughing at, like, what is that? What am I looking at? Yeah, it wasn't great, was it? I, I did think, I'll be honest, the first five minutes of the movie, I thought, oh boy, we're in for a fucking uh, shitstorm. Here we go. But uh, we really weren't, and it did things that that Star Wars movies don't normally do. For example, car chases. I liked it. I did. I didn't as, think I wanted it, but I want it. As a homage to American Graffiti, yeah. I liked it. It was great. It was fun. Um, yeah, uh, sorry, just I want to talk about one more character yep. before we move on. Well, we should talk about two more. Oh, two more, on. okay, two more. Um, L337. Yeah, being played by Phoebe Waller-Bridge, who is most known for Fleabag, which is a, one of those great sort of like... British awkward comedies, yeah, that that really like it, it's one of those it's one of those oh, oh so relatable ones, but he's also really cringy, yeah, in the right ways though. I felt like she was like the biggest holdover from the Lord and Miller script, yeah, and therefore was quite jarring with what is clearly a mostly reshot by Ron Howard movie, yeah, very out of place, and I'm not entirely sure. I think it was fifty fifty whether her humor landed. Most of the time, it didn't. Mm. It was very weird to have a feminist anarchist droid. There's a there's an undeniable feeling that things are being crowbarred into these Star Wars movies, and and I'm not I'm not 
like a foaming at the mouth incel who thinks that these movies are, ah, the women are ruining Star Wars. Okay. I don't I don't think like that. You don't think it should be apolitical and just stay away from all this stuff. It's a good thing to have this type of dynamic in there. Yeah, totally. So just making Lando pansexual and stuff like that, all great. Yeah, all fine. But you've got to handle it right. Yeah. Because otherwise then you're giving the opposition ammo. Yeah. And it just it just felt so out of sorts with the rest of the movie. Yeah. That again, it just feels like this is this was Lord and Miller's baby, and they couldn't really get rid of it because of how major a part it played. So that was weird. I mean, the one advantage it did come up with was when she's doing um, her little rebellion. On I quite enjoyed that scene. Watching a gonk droid <laughs> smash the shit out of a computer. <laughs> yeah. Gonk was probably the highlight of the movie for Darren. <laughs> yeah, years of abusing gonk droids and finally seeing them rise up again was I, fantastic. I just really enjoyed that entire droid revolution scene. That was good. It's just the bit where she's kind of like, "Oh, I've started a revolution." Well, this is just wonderful. <laughs> I just really enjoyed that. You get him, gonk droid. You get him. Um, so, I just I like how blasé it was. Oh, no. kind of, it's a revolution. I need to do something. Like, oh no, this is cool. No R2D2 in the whole movie. We finally come to a movie where C-3PO and R2-D2 aren't in it. Anthony Daniels is. Anthony Daniels is in it? He has a cameo huh. in the in the bit with the Wookiees and on uh, oh, Kessel. Oh, okay. Um, so he has maintained being in every one. He's the no perfect trick. R2. Damn it. Um, okay. Paul Bettany. Oh, God. <laughs> I actually... Someone who really... You know, and your shit list has all those people. Yeah. For the longest time, he was on there. Fair enough. Until he became the vision, and I started to, to soften a bit on, on Paul Bettany, and he's not at the doghouse yet, because <laughs> Legion was that shite. Yeah. And I think he's a bit of a prick. But I liked him here. He chewed the scenery something nice. He did. It's it's his design I have issue with. What the fact his face gets more red when he gets angry. <laughs> yeah, the fucking I like that. the fact that he's been in some kind of industrial thresher accident, <laughs> yeah. and that his face lights up when he experiences emotion. <laughs> it's a bit weird. It's a bit Avatar, but yeah, I liked it. Know. I thought he was okay. He could not clearly be a reshoot character if he tried. He appears in two rooms. <laughs> he's almost entirely in his own office, and that's <laughs> it. <laughs> Oh, God. At this point, he could have been played by Christopher Plummer. He really could have. <laughs> Is this really going to be really a trend have. going forward? It seems to be. Well, we've had the death of the Ron Howard joke, so now it's, uh, it's the Christopher Plummer joke. We are Plummer looking joke. for a new meme. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we are in the market for one. Applications are open. But no, I I liked him. I think it, it was something the movie needed as a kind of looming threat to go above all the just like, we're smuggling for the fuck of it. Um, <laughs> That's what the subtitle yeah. should have been. <laughs> no, Han Solo, Star- Han Solo. We're smuggling for, for the, the fuck, fuck of it. Um, <laughs> so, I, I liked it. I-, I think this shows that Ron Howard, we can actually give him credit for coming in and saving this movie. We don't know what the Philip and Lord Middle was like, but if it was more like L3 as opposed to the Paul Bettany stuff, mm. I think I prefer Ron Howard's version. <laughs> yeah, I kind of do. I didn't think I was going to, but I kind of do. Yeah. I, um, I will say, so just, oh, that's kind of it for me for characters, but considering, I know, I think I read somewhere it was about 70% reshoots. Yeah. Which what sent it over the edge, so a fucking lot of this, of what Lord and Miller were doing has gone. Basically a new film. But, but I mean, the script probably would have stayed the same and stuff like that, and, and, they can't erase everything. So considering it's being helmed by two people who did comedy movies and did the Lego movie and 21 Jump Street, weren't fucking funny. 
which is odd. Yeah, it's. I don't know if Ron strange. Howard just came in and killed that shit, but I, I would have. This one was like that was going to be its niche. This was going to be the Han Solo movie, the smuggler movie, the dirty movie, but also the comedy movie. That, I really was looking forward to seeing that come to fruition. Well, see, I, I was kind of in two minds of it because, like, I don't need my Star Wars to be funny. I need my I Star guess, Wars to be good. I guess so. But, I mean, having seen how well it works in stuff like Guardians of the Galaxy, and if the humour's good and it's kept to this niche and kept away from the main movies, that's fine. Yeah. I mean, they tried to do comedy in The Last Jedi and it didn't fucking work. No. But, uh, it wasn't funny at all. I know. And for some people, we've now reached that point where, like, Star Wars is now sort of like two for four. We've had two good ones and two bad ones, and it's been quite the fucking about turn with the about with the Last Jedi. Yeah, and it does seem to be that way. I think there will be questions at Disney as to why ev- nearly everybody hated the Last Jedi that wasn't part of the press. Yeah, and why Solo's not selling to anybody. I think there will be questions to be asked as to what it is that yeah. is going to work this franchise. It's, it's... They've now signed on fucking oh, who's signed up for? Boba Fett to direct for Boba Fett. Oh, um, Logan guy, uh, James Mangold. James Mangold. Interesting. Interesting. But it's going to be another set between three, uh, three and four movie, I imagine. So is the Kenobi movie. Why don't they make it set between six and seven? No idea. I, I know, but that, that thing, they're, they're currently banking on nostalgia characters that we can't use in the new movies that people still like. So we get Solo, we get the uh, the Death Star plans, we get Boba, we get um, Obi Wan. Yeah, but in a perfect world, the Kenobi movie will be called will be called Kenobi and will be the Logan movie of Star Wars. Yeah, put James Mangold on that one. Yeah, exactly. Just like look, we love your past old work. man Kenobi. Can you just do that again, please? Yeah. And then I don't know. Give <laughs> okay, you could give the Boba Fett movie to the guy who did Bill and Ted. And then just do Boba Fett straight out the Sarlacc and like have him literally shoot out the Sarlacc like playing an electric guitar. Yeah, God, yes. And then it's and then it's Old Man Boba. I don't know. Who would I have for Boba Fett? The original guy, Django. No, I mean like who would I have to? Oh, would you direct Boba Fett? I don't know. Oh, depends what kind of movie you're making. You'd want an action movie, wouldn't you? Mm. You'd want a proper good action movie. At present, the, the, you, you go and get the John Wick guys, don't you? But that wouldn't really work oh, in Star Wars. Oh, no, no, no. I'd go get the Raid guy. Oh, that'd be good. Because you want, you just want, I just want him to be a badass bounty hunter. He doesn't need to be depthy. And I'd go oh, for Darren. Go on. You could make the Boba Fett movie have the plot of the Cancel 1313 game. I'd watch the shit out of that. Make it a raid thing where it, he's got to get out of the Coruscant Underground. That would make sense. That's why they cancelled... If that was why they cancelled the video game, because they were like, no, this can work as a movie, and we can do that now, I'd be okay with that. Yeah, get the raid guy to do it, uh, or whoever directed Dread, and we'd be... We'd oh, be off that to, would be great. See? Mm. Bloke in a helmet with a cool gun. Darren, you've got me so... Darren, you've done it again! He's dead. Oh, I mean, God, he hasn't been confirmed for Boba. <laughs> And we know, we basically know Kenobi's coming. It's the worst kept secret at this point. So, yeah, yeah I'd put him on the Kenobi movie. Mm. That's what I want out of that one. Um, Sidetrack. Um, <laughs> yeah, so considering it was meant to be a comedy one, didn't really work. Yeah. I'm kind of annoyed Edgar Wright got annoyed at Disney after Ant-Man. Because I'd have given him this one. Oh, that would have been perfect. He'd have been awesome on this. That would have been a good soundtrack, if nothing else. They really would have. Um, I think action, really good. Yeah, like I say, there's there's good set piece in it. I think standouts are the the ending scenes where there's uh, sort of like a lot of standoffs, which is kind of cool. The car yeah. chases, which we I didn't expect, they were fun. 
the big one though, um, and something that we're going to have to talk about in spoilers. Although, yeah. really, is there much to spoil? I mean, there's like bits. Go on to spoil the Kessel Run. Yeah, well, also the train sequence. I really like the train sequence. Ah, that was all right. Well, I find it. I thought it was quite good. It, it was, was okay. well paced and had some, some nice uh, peril yeah. attached to it. Um, yeah, the Kessel Run, which is the big, the big basis, second and third act spanning thing that they're going to do. Yeah, I liked it. I, li- I liked the part on Kessel. That was yeah. cool. I didn't like everything. Well, I didn't like everything in that set piece after that. As soon as they left Kessel, um, I just I didn't I didn't connect. I didn't believe it. And the I don't know. It just it didn't feel like I was watching Han B Han. It, that, that there was nothing there that was like only Han Solo could have done that. Yeah, and it was a very much. Despite the fact they don't say it, it was very much a never tell me the odds moment, which is very Han. Yeah, but I don't know. I, I, okay, I, I think I was higher on this than you because I, 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 as much as I didn't like love any point of Solo, like as much as I love any other Star Wars movie, I'd say it hit a pretty consistent note across the board, and that includes Kessel. Because I mean, we knew it was coming. You can't do the Solo movie without ticking off boxes. Mm. That is the bit that I think I dislike the most about this movie was the kind of box ticking exercise of like, this is how he gets the gun. This is how he gets his last name. Because that's a fucking pile of wank. <sighs> this is how he gets this thing. This is how he meets Chewie. This is how he gets the Falcon. This is how he plays the back. That got a bit tiresome. It's it's got all the subtlety of a fucking sledgehammer in yeah. terms of those things. I'm like batting you over the head with this is a reference. <laughs> that got tiresome real fucking quick. But yep. no, the Kessel Run was not one of those times where I felt like, oh god, be please a, a modicum of subtlety would be nice here. Well, I don't know. I just I didn't enjoy the big monster. Just I I kind of did. It, remi- yeah. it reminded me in the best way of. The giant worm oh, yeah, in, yeah. in the asteroid fields and um, the bit underwater in the in uh, Afagunga reminded me of that. Night we don't usually get big monsters. The last ones we got were the ones in the Force Awakens that were called um, Raftars. Didn't like the Raftars; they were a pile of shit. Yeah, worst true. thing JJ Abrams did in that movie. That's true. This feels better, and it gave a real good spectacle to that Kessel Run. Admittedly, yes. That I think wouldn't have been there if he was just running away from Tie Fighters. I guess so, yeah. But I don't know. There was a lot of there were lo- lots of just little things. Yeah, I think mm. that's what the, I think that's the problem. It's a lot of little things that add up. Yeah, and that make it not a spectacular film, but also not a total train wreck, which we all thought it was going to be. And yeah. that's don't the that's people great. who are really hating on this. I can kind of see where they're coming from. But I still give it a hearty recommendation. I, I can only tell you how I felt. And though I can see where people who are like nitpicking more than we are are coming from, I enjoyed myself. I went in not expecting much, really didn't have high hopes for this at all. And I came out very pleasantly surprised with what I've watched. I also was. Happy to go and see it again. Uh, excited to rewatch it with all the, the, you know, the Easter egg videos that come out afterwards so I can kind of pick apart it even more. But yeah, it didn't feel like it let the side down. Definitely nowhere near the worst of the Star Wars um, mediums we've got coming out at the moment. I liked it more than Last Jedi. <laughs> yeah, I didn't come out seething with rage. Genu- so there's that. Genuinely didn't think it was going to be above Last Jedi, and it and it is. So that's yeah. something. Not as good as Rogue One. No, I really do like Rogue One, but it, it's still good. There's still two for two for me for the for the spin-offs of like you have my attention. You don't have my uncommitted loyalty like MCU does, but. I'm on board for what you're going to do. 
like I say, four Star Wars movies in as many years, I think there was obviously going to be some point where it kind of felt like the franchise was going to run out of steam a little bit because Star Wars doesn't change in the ways the MCU does, what well, handles its own in-universe changes. Yeah. Real, and it's not an event movie because it's not an episode. Mm. And the last of those episodes made some very, let's call fuck it, some stupid fucking decisions yeah. that were forever stuck with. And that's the problem. So it's it's hard to forgive Solo. Uh, well, hard to forgive the Star Wars franchise as it is. But Solo goes a fairly long way to showing. No, no, no. We are we we are still competent. We can still put out good movies. And Ron Howard can do anything. Yeah, Ron Howard is the MVP of the year. I think. Good God, yes, <laughs> he's going to win the Stanley Award this year. Yeah, Blind Secrets his. Um, but yeah, you are right. They, they will eventually run out of steam with these um, spin-off movies. So hopefully this is enough of a warning sign to say, right, finish what you're doing at the moment, finish out the trilogy with episode nine, and then take a fucking break. Well, they're not, though, are they? We're going into Ryan Johnson's trilogy. I, I know that, but I, I this might be a time for them, because they haven't put anything into production yet. So they've got time to pump the brakes a little bit and say, right, we're going to do the TV shows to tick people over, to give them stuff for their... But the movies, they're just going to take... Because they can't keep going one a year. Because then it will just become... It's like eating steak every day. You will eventually become sick of steak. And I don't want to become sick of steak. No. So you've got you've to pace it. You've got to give time people people to breathe. It's not like the MCU. Because MCU can have so many different genres and everyone's got a new leading superhero in it. You can't really do that with Star Wars. You can't. It hasn't got the flexibility that the MCU has because it's m- that much more important of a, of, a, of a thing. People will get bored of it. It will just become the mundane and the ordinary. And it takes the shine away from the TV series we currently have. Like, Rebels is fantastic. I really need to watch Rebels. Rebels is really good. I've heard... Like, obviously... I heard something that pissed me off. What's that? That they've introduced time travel. <laughs> okay, I'll let you discover that one on your own, but it's... Uh, it's but there's a lot of good in the series, okay. despite the weird. But right. no, it's it's proper good. I still need to watch the Clone Wars. This is why I'm excited for the Disney streaming service. So I'm finally watching the fucking Clone Wars and Rebels and get caught up. <laughs> but Clone yeah. Wars has got some great episodes. I would watch a Bad Batch movie. That would be incredible. I don't know what that is, but I'm excited. Um, you know the Clone Troopers? Yes. Rejects of those that don't quite make the, the frontline Ooh. army. And it's like about it's like a group of them who form their own unit called Bad Batch. So it's basically Battlefield Bad Company. Yes. Sweet, okay. In Star Wars. I mean Oh see there there's a spin off movie. See, I still think once once Kenobi and Boba are done, they're gonna do Yoda. And I'm not okay with them doing and Yoda. Kenobi. No, I'm good with Kenobi. Yeah. Kenobi's fine. Doing Qui Gon would be fine, but I just think they need to. If they're gonna keep making these spin off movies, they need to do it with characters we don't know anything about. Yeah. That was what was beautiful about Rogue One. That was a whole set of people we'd never heard of, yeah, doing something that mattered. Yeah, this is Solo was the exact opposite of that situation. Yeah, you know, the stakes aren't high, you know, Chewie's not in trouble, you know, Lando isn't, you know, Han isn't, etc. So, yeah, that's always hard with prequels. But again, it told a good story. It it's just well on the way to eventually getting a Jar Jar Binks movie that we all want. Oh, we to are. wit, a Jar Jar Binks movie, but it's directed by Steven Spielberg. <laughs> and they go and get What's-His-Face out every time to play Jar Jar. Who? Uh, Phantom Fred Guy. Um, oh, Daniel Day-Lewis. Daniel Day-Lewis as Jar Jar Binks. Oh, that pulls a lot of different ropes. Yeah, fucking watch that, though, wouldn't you? <laughs> Spoiler alert! 
out. Right. Uh, what is it to spoil, really? Oh! Everyone. Oh God, yeah, Darth Maul's back in canon. I know he was already kind of back in canon, and yeah. we know that he dies in Rebels, but yeah. He's that, back. That scene in Rebels is fucking amazing. I way. have seen that scene. That was cool. It's, it's cool. just the, the quick and the dead st- sort of thing where it's just kind of like he makes the same mistake in Kenobi even though he's old with it just goes fucking no and he's Fuck you. done. I love that. But yeah, he's firm the kill. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, I didn't, I didn't see it coming. Me neither. Fucking nearly fell out of my chair. Because um, Rachel was like, why are you putting that face for? Whilst I was going, <laughs> it's Maul! It's Darth Maul! Who's that? <laughs> You've seen Phantom Um Yeah, I mean, I don't, because again, we're not getting a sequel. I feel like it's just going to be like, oh, that's cool. I wonder what that would have been if we were successful. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, I don't get to watch Amelia Clark become a Sith. Oh, no. <laughs> what a fucking shame. I am beside myself with anguish. Oh. <laughs> fucking hell. Good God. Darth Nerys. Surely you'd be Darth Naki. Darth Raki. Oh, God. Okay, well done. There you go. She's not technically a Darth Raki. It makes sense, though. You it haven't watched like Game it. of Thrones. I'm... Yeah, but uh, excuse me, Darren. I live in the world where Game of Thrones exists, and every fucker else has seen it. And it's just me for this goddamn stupid project. Catch I've not up, started. So many. Did you finish writing your um, pitching tent Star Wars episode? Did I? Fi- no, I haven't finished it yet. No, no, I'm still in development. We were going to release that for Solo. Oh. We forgot. Hiatuses, oh. eh? Oh. Um, yeah. So Darth Maul's back. That's cool, but it's going to go nowhere, so it's just going to have to remain as that was cool. They got Ray Park back to do it, so I'm glad Ray Park's got some. Yeah. Uh, got some and uh, it's the guy who does the voice from Rebels doing the voice as well. Yeah. So that's um, pretty cool. Sam, Sam Witwer. Witwer. Is that it? I think that's it. Um, Either way. He's yeah. good. Woody Harrison heel turn. That everyone wonder saw that. <laughs> like, it's just what Woody Harrelson does. Like just, that, that archetype of that character, you just know he's going to turn. But, it, but because it's Woody Harrelson, I didn't really mind. Yeah, and it was almost like a like a like a bait and switch heel turn. Like because he he kind of betrays him, but then he kind of doesn't. Because he kind of and he does say all the way through, "Don't trust me, I will betray you." Yeah. So that was the thing. What I mentioned about um, Thandie Newton that really, not me. Why did she choose to die? Michael? Yeah, surely she could have got out of that. Like, I don't I don't get why she felt like... Why was that a worthwhile sacrifice for her life? Just so they can get some fuel to pay off a dude. Yeah. Like, like I know she loves Woody Harrison, but A, there surely was a different way out of that that would have, would have been okay. Two, it didn't feel like that high stakes of things to be chucking your life away for. Because no. Woody Harrison clearly had a backup plan. The gang of Destiny it. cosplayers weren't that... <laughs> Yeah. They weren't that fucking intimidating to begin with. No. And then the weird... Because I thought the twist was, because the, the lady they had playing the the main character, who was like Infest Nest or something like that. Something like that. Investment Nest or whatever her name was. <laughs> because she's a mixed race girl who's like looks to be about 15, 16, I was like... Is that Woody Harrison and Danny Newton's daughter? That would have been cool. Is that what that is? Enfys Nest, by the way. Investment Nest. Yes. Um, Fucking, so, so Joint Isa just rolls in. <laughs> yeah. And like. And it just, it just, it 
it it was a twist that I didn't see coming, but I didn't care about. <laughs> yeah, I was like, like, oh, they, oh. oh, these people I didn't care about are good guys now. Oh no, they are pseudo rebels. Yeah, proto rebellion. And, and it turns out that Han is somewhat responsible for, for financially setting up the rebellion. Yeah, not sure I'm okay with it. I mean, no. not sure I'm, I even care. To be honest, they were there to show that Han Solo had a good side. Again, they were more plot device than characters. Yeah. So. But then you wonder that, like. In A New Hope, he's kind of like, oh, we found Han Solo. Oh, you mean that guy who gave the... Rebe- was basically the dragon's den yeah. of the rebellion. <laughs> the fear for Peter's in the situation. Okay. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, so... I... I There was a lot of that, actually, that just felt like we just... We just Again, it's back to the box ticking exercise. Yep. We need to time the rebellion in some way. We need to show that he's redeemable. And all that good stuff. That was probably the stodge of the movie that, that again, didn't ruin for me. Clearly, we just gave it a good recommendation, but was what slowed it down a bit. We're like, okay, we get it. Can we? Can we just have more Lando, please? Yeah. We don't have enough Lando. Um, there wasn't nearly enough Lando. There wasn't nearly enough Lando. It should have been all Lando. I do feel if he'd gone over the top though, because they basically just kept him to like one-liners and witticisms, which is what you want from Lando at this point. Yeah. I feel if he was any 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 longer. It would be better. I liked how he was like, Elfrey, my fuck robot. Ah, <laughs> my fuck robot. Save. Um, the robot that has suspiciously wide hips. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm, yeah. This is a bit obvious. And tells him that he needs to do that thing again. Mm. Oh, Lando. Dick first, Lando. Uh, hope he greased up. I know. I like the bit of her being plugged into the Millennium Falcon and her basically being the Millennium Falcon. Because that explains Chewbacca going, the, what the fuck alien language is this ship talking to <laughs> yeah. me? Turns out, British. But in terms of like bad characterization of female roles, you put the one that's all about droid freedom into eternal servitude on a ship against her will. <laughs> it's not a good move there, Lando. Nah. Not a good move. Uh. Surely you just download her from the Falcon and put her back in a new body, right? You think, wouldn't you? I think again, if we had a sequel, they would have found a way to bring her back because I think people are responding either they're the worst character in Star Wars history, but that's just what the fuckboys from Alabama do, or they're like, no, she was. I, I liked her. She was a fun inclusion, a yeah. bit different. So, yeah, that was that was. If you think about it for a second. Like, that's bad. Han forcing himself on Kira at one point. Yeah. Also, I know it's foreshadowing Leia. In the cape room. Yeah, but foreshadowing... My capes! <laughs> but I don't think sexual harassment was something that needed foreshadowing <laughs> in this way. Uh, no, he's always been a scamp. Um, sexual harassment. Panda. <laughs> <laughs> just, that's all I could think. In my head, it was just, oh, there's going to be a fucking panda showing up in a bit. There is. Oh, oh. God. So yeah, if you, I, I don't want to dwell on this movie any longer than I have to because I think I might kick some more holes in it. Yeah, I don't want to do that. <laughs> so I'm going to stop right now and say, yeah, if you like Star Wars, well, no, I can't even say if you like Star Wars, you're going to like this movie because apparently not. If you thought it was going to be terrible, good yeah. news, it ain't. But don't think that we're some like media elite who Disney have paid off because we fucking wish we were media elite <laughs> that Disney had paid off. I would happily sh- just be a total shill if it yeah. meant I could afford to eat. If you want us to be successful, people, you want us to sell out. That's the goal here. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think we're making stupid Simpsons reference for the fuck of it? No, I want to be paid. Um, but I can honestly say, hand on heart, I enjoyed it. It's not my favourite Star Wars movie. It does feel a bit like filler, but filler has a purpose sometimes. It's a fun popcorn movie to go to to just spend two hours of your life. It's pretty much what the original was supposed to be. It's just a fun movie for children, really. Yeah. 
and I'm okay with that, to be honest. Mm. I'd rather it have been a, a good but slightly forgettable movie than it'd be a total fucking train wreck. Which like, it threatened to be quite a few times. Yeah, and I'm kind of glad that they pulled it back from the brink of just being as worse than... Somehow being worse than The Last Jedi. So, <sighs> that's always good. Characters are fine. Like, they're really good. Like, there's some great performances in there. But it's but it's so inconsequential, I, I would fail... I don't think I'll watch it again. I think no. I'm, I'm happy I've seen it. And I'm happy I thought, you know what? That was good. I don't want to then ruin the time I've had with it by watching it again. Because, like you say... I'll end up putting it under further scrutiny. Yeah. And it's not deserving of that. It's it's not consequential to the great no. Star Wars lore. It's just, if you wondered how we got a gun, a jacket, and a name, it's a thing. Oh, yeah, that name, shite. And then playing the Imperial March as their <laughs> official theme tune. <laughs> John Williams is now mm. canon in the Star Wars mm. movie. Didn't either. like that. That was stupid. Like I say, there's, there's holes we can kick, but it's a good time. And more importantly, we got to complete the meme. We did. Our purpose has been fulfilled. We're going to go look at the sunset. I have to go Hooray. back to my home planet now. <laughs> <laughs> so one more, one more time for prosperity. Howard, Howard you've done, done it, it again. again. Plug away, Michael. You can go and find me on Instagram and Twitter at that Going, or you can go and follow the site under the username F-O-L-E-N-T. That's F-O-U-L-E-N-T on your social media of choice. Darren? You can follow me on Twitter at the Guttridge. Please, don't, please do go to our website. And please don't out. go to our website. <laughs> please don't go to our website. Jesus Christ. But they might find us. Um, <laughs> please go to our website. We've currently got up a Deadpool 2 review, a Gotta Cast Them All. We're bringing it back because Nintendo just announced some new Pokemon Yay! games um, and coming up very soon we're going to have Jurassic Park Fallen Kingdom Panic and Fear um, <laughs> and uh, E3 which is coming up in less than two weeks and we're going to cover the whole goddamn thing in hopefully a less than two hour bite size chunk oh god I hope but this so. time we'll post <laughs> we have very bad luck when we do these types of things yeah but we, we're going to do it this time well, there's a lot in our way but we're going to try and get up as much as we can because there's a lot to discuss and we will always be on hand to create Stupid shitty Simpsons memes. Yay! Bye, everybody! Bye!